0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Yo, it is.
0: It actually is.
1: It is. Another edition of the podcast, the High Hopes podcast. It's been so long, I can't even get the name out, Jack. We missed all you beautiful people. It's James Seltzer. Jack Fritz coming your way. We are back, Jack. Much like the – no, not back. Very well, not no, bad. Not great, Bob. Doing the exact
0: opposite of, of being back is what the Phillies are doing right now. Uh, still haven't won a series in uh, over a month. It's but July worry. 26th, right? Don't worry. According to Gabe Kapler, they are in a fantastic position <laughs> yeah. to strike.
1: I, I've done a really good job of not letting the things that Gabe Kapler says annoy me. Oh, I don't care. Because I don't care. I just don't care. Say whatever you want publicly. Handle it in the locker room. It's a little annoying now, Gabe. Like, listen. Like, come on. Come on, Gabe. We're in a
0: optimal position come on, to strike.
1: come on game uh yeah jack four and a half back in both the division and the wild card i mean i think we should just write the wild card off there's no way they're jumping all those teams yeah very likely look I, division's not over mathematically technically all that stuff but i mean this team can't beat the mets they can't beat the marlins jack they can't beat the nationals the three next teams on their schedule they've lost four series against those guys in the last you know five series or whatever haven't won a series in July 26th. Why? Why should anyone have any faith that this team's going to turn it around the last minute here?
0: It's not like they're going to turn around and all of a sudden be a good playoff team. Like, if they make the playoffs, it's because they're going to limp in. Like, and the Braves are probably going to collapse. Like, the Braves bullpen is just bad enough to where they can make this interesting. Um, But, like, you can't feel good about like, them making <laughs> no, the playoffs. Like, no. Them making the playoffs, like, a month ago, you're saying, like, awesome. Like, it's going to be so much fun when they make the playoffs. Now it's just like, Oh my God! Really? Like
1: just so we can get smacked in the wild card game, or yeah, just so we can it, get it, it, smacked in the the series? Yeah. Yeah, and they're just
0: playing. Like they just, it's like, it's like a back to a frustrating like watch with the Phillies. You know, the 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 starting staff has completely regressed back to where mm-hmm. a lot of the projections had them as. I mean.
1: As, Which we talked about. I mean, we talked about the the innings limits, all that stuff. That looks like they're actually wearing down. That happens.
0: And here's the thing that I'm frustrated by. It's like if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go make moves and bring in a Schruble, Jose Bautista, Justin Bour, like all these guys to supplant the young talent that you have, why didn't you go get a starter? Yeah, or, or, or even, a
1: closer. It's not even. Ha- it's not even
0: Hamels. It's like Hap was right there. Like there there was guys out there to to, to make a move for. It, and I just think like they they banked on the young staff keeping it up. But they didn't—they they didn't have any faith in their young position players, and it was just like weird. Like, why would you choose that and then not help the other team? Like, if you're serious about trying to win the division this year, your projection models should have shown that there was probably going to be some regression from your starting staff.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jack, you talked about it months ago. Yeah, you were the first person I heard say it, and I thought it was a great point when you said it. But. All these guys were headed for career innings limits. you know. Yeah, and they well, were all, they're were still going to hit it. And they're still going to That's the point. That's what I'm saying. So it would make sense that there would be some regression there. That's why you talked about wanting them to go get a starting pitcher towards a deadline and, and around that time. And look, it looks like that was a mistake. I think there's no arguing against it at this point. I, I think, look, the bigger macro look at it is that they weren't really trying to win this year. And even with the trades they made, they were trying to help out, but they weren't willing to put their feet both feet in as it were yeah you know they were trying to fortify the roster while also saying 2019 eh,
0: yeah but here's why but that's why i'm frustrated by that as well because now we're not seeing the young talent play now it's like oh there's go a one sh- way
1: or the other and you said that at the time too
0: well it's just it's just annoying like i right now scott kingery's actually playing well playing better and i and i want to make sure he's good he's for a next year.
1: decent shortstop. how he's, about he's, that
0: he's developed and he looks like he's just playing out
1: yeah there. he looks he looks comfortable out there right he, the range is great the arm is great he looks like he, theoretically could play shortstop in Major League Baseball.
0: And the batting's come a long way, I think. now He doesn't kn- look lost. No, anyway. it feels like he's starting to figure out what a Major League Strike zone's like, and he's getting back to his instincts, which are that of a leadoff hitter, where it's see a bunch of pitches, foul a bunch of pitches off. I mean, he is seeing the most pitches per plate appearance of any Philly in the second half.
1: It's crazy. Which I think
0: is a good sign, it's for, a great sign for his future. And I think he's batting like 290-something in his last 20 games. So, um. Kingery, I want to see him play every day. I like his Drupal Cabrera. I think he's done some nice things. May play him at third and Kingery at short or whatever. But I think it's more important now to where it's like I gotta see if Kingery's a player. I gotta see. I don't need to see Justin Bohr and Carlos Santana playing third base. Like I just I want to see the young guys play.
1: Yeah, and look, it was fun to see Carlos Santana play third base. He actually wasn't that. He bad. All right, man. That one almost turning the double play on that one play was like a legit. Nice play for a third baseman. Yeah. And look, Santana's bat has been really nice lately. You feel better about that. Yeah, he's
0: uh, going to... So where are you at on 2019, Carlos Santana? It's a great
1: question. I, look, I never thought he wasn't going to be a part of the Neither team. I know I. a lot of people have had those... Who's going to play first base next year? Carlos Santana is yeah. going to play first base for you next year. And I think that's that's pretty clear. You know how
0: like anti-DH I am? Like, the only reason I want a DH is so that Hoskins can just be a DH. Be a DH. <laughs> like... I understand Hoskins' position is first. You're base. very
1: anti DH too. This is a I big. I understand deal. like
0: his position is first base, but he's a, like a bad first, like. If you, like Carlos Santana is way better as way a defensive better. first baseman than than Reese Hoskins is, and then he put Reese in left field. she was like, oh my god. Um, and that's the only that's the only argument to be made for a DH in the NL is to get Reese Hoskins out of the field. That's it. That's the only one. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, you know I'm a DH guy. We'll argue about it. these are the things we'll argue about in the. Well, off-season. you also hate America. So <laughs> yes, that's... yes, clearly, yes. <laughs> hate America. But um, I think you make a really interesting point right now because what twenty games left to play? How important are those twenty games for development? Is that something where you know obviously look they're they're four and a half games out. They're not going to. They're not dead. They're right, and they and they can't act like it. They can't play games that way. But how important is twenty games of development for you?
0: I just think this would be less frustrating if. It was the young guys that faltered, you know what I mean. But right now, it's like, like, why is Jose Bautista playing over Aaron Altair? Yeah, oh, Aaron Altair, I, I know I'm the Altair guy. <laughs> You're the Altair guy. I know guy. I'm the Altair guy.
1: He's smoking the balls. Ah,
0: out of his, this is what I get from Jack all the time. His five plate appearances, smoking the ball. Out of, he's in smoking it, in his five plate appearances. He has smoked the ball four times. <laughs> uh, that, listen, it's like, but like, what's what's the point of putting Jose Bautista out there?
1: Well, that's a fair question. I
0: would just, I just think it's frustrating to have all the old guys playing the young guys not and the old guys aren't performing and it's just like I would I would be more I would accept this downturn if it was the young guys playing and it wasn't the the old guys they brought in to supplant the young talent I thought they were going to bring in guys to be bench pieces to help facilitate the young guys and help the young guys down the stretch and it's just turned into the complete opposite where it's only the 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 veterans they brought in are playing
1: yeah no and look I get it if you're you can't manage a baseball game that way. If you are trying to win baseball games, you have to look at it as what lineup, what you know, players give me the best opportunity to win this game tonight. So I understand it because those guys are here. I think it's a better question of was it worth bringing Jose Bautista here? Was that the what? type of move? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the Bautista thing. I was fine with it. it so was, I thought he was being brought in as a bench bat. That's so that's he, where it's come. Yeah, he,
0: he can't catch up to ninety right down the middle. Yeah.
1: He looks He looks behind on everything. Oh, I mean,
0: that's been the story for a year and a half. Yeah.
1: I think, um, look, I think it's incredibly frustrating. I think frustrating is really the word of the last month and a half with this team, especially because while there were signs, we talked a lot about the run differential. We talked about those types of things where you could say, all right, maybe they're not as good as their record shows.
0: Yeah, I think, I think if you're objectively watching the team all year, like you kind of sense this coming. Well, we
1: talked about this a lot, right? We we had how many conversations of how many how are they winning games right. type conversations did we have? You that. ask
0: yourself like once a week, how is this team in yes, first place? Yes,
1: and I think that that is borne out here. I think we're starting to see that play out. But I think it's incredibly frustrating because of how tough and resilient they were the first three, you know, two thirds of the season or mm-hmm. whatever it was. It was a team where you never felt like they were out of a game. You never felt like they were out of a series. And now to see them losing these series against bad teams. Bad baseball teams in games that they need to have. I think that, for me at least, has been the most frustrating part. It's it's yesterday against the Mets. You don't get Jacob Degrom. You get Corey Oswald on the hill. Right. This is your chance. Like you got to win these games. The same thing with the last game in Williamsport against the Mets. The last time they played him. The same thing with the series against Washington. These these brutal losses coupled with the inability to rise up and play your best when it matters the most which is even more frustrating after watching them do it against the Red Sox. We knew they had it in them. We knew that if they're locked in, if they're bringing it, Jack, that this team can compete with any team in baseball on a given night. And then to see them just drop these series and lose these important games, for me at least, that's been the most frustrating part of this whole thing.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like there's no urgency. Like I don't see any like urgency like we got to win this game, like fight in this team. It just seems like it's just been there's no – the energy is not
1: there. I agree with you. And that's – with games, they need to win. And, 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 I, 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 do you blame Kapler for that? I
0: – so I think it's kind of the whole coaching staff because um, the whole coaching staff has kind of had this philosophy like, we're going to go on a run. Like, we're not worried. But, guys, there's, there's like <laughs> – Twenty some games left.
1: When's the run happening?
0: Right, you're gonna go on a run in 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 December. I mean, what what's the deal here? And, w- and what signs are there that there's a run coming? Like the Reese Hoskins hot yeah, streak? The, the, well, Reese, well is Reese, the is, Reese is in a hot streak right yeah. now, and you've lost two or three games. Yeah. like it's, uh, I it's, I'm I'm curious to see how it plays out because the coaching staff has been feeding this positivity, which is I think it's great, but I wonder if a little bit of the the urgency is taken out of of games because of the coaching staff's kind of lack of, we got to win this ball game tonight.
1: And look, I think that we've talked about it a lot. I think we have not given Kapler and the staff enough credit for being a young new staff. Look, Gabe Kapler has never managed a baseball season before. This is his first season in Major League Baseball as a manager. So these are his first reps in these types of situations. This is the first time he's playing meaningful games down the stretch. He's coaching in meaningful games down the stretch, all that type of stuff. So... Um, I'm willing to give him a, and the staff a, a pass for that, but I'm with you. I think that he needs to learn from it. He needs to learn that it's all well and good to be positive. I'm all about that, too, and I agree with Gabe when he says, you know, you're you're talking to grown men. Grown men don't respond to you crapping all over them. I, I agree with that. I mm-hmm. don't. You know, if you treat me, treat me that way and I'm going to be like, screw you, I don't want to work for you. You know, that's my reaction. I yeah. think there are a lot of people that way. But I think there has to be something. And look, behind closed doors, we don't know what goes down. But nope. there has to be some urgency and a, and a display of urgency. It feels like no one on this team is is going out there every night and saying, guys, this is our season. Like Their season was on the line yesterday against Corey Oswald.
0: I know. And I... I don't know if it's as much Kappler um as it is the players and Reese Hoskins. Like Hoskins, I view as the the face of the franchise, the team leader, the guy that that the rest of the team looks up to and says, that's our guy. We're gonna get behind that guy. And I just I haven't seen like that, that kind of fire from him either.
1: Right. And I but I still blame Gabe for that because Reese Hoskins is a twenty four year old, twenty five year old kid playing in these games for the first time uh-huh. in his life too, being in this situation for the first time in his life. Like whether or not you're first year manager, it's it's on Gabe. Like Gabe has to do a better job of, of you. If you don't have leaders on the team who've been there and, you know, Jake Arrieta, where the hell you at? But if you don't have guys who've been there, have been in these games, who've been in these types of situation, trying to light a fire under that team. And if your leaders aren't doing it, you got to take more on yourself.
0: Yeah. I'd love to see it. I'd love to be in the locker room and just see how it's all working out. Cause I want to see what a pregame locker room looks like. Me too. Like, and Maybe it's maybe it's tough to get up for games when there's like five thousand people in the crowd. True. It seems like that it seems like there's something to that with this team. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something with young teams where they go on the road and there's no one there, it's hard to get juiced for. And you see it at home. They play better at home because there's at least, you know, some semblance of a crowd. Sure. there. They play their best when there seems like there's a big bigger crowd on hand. And I think for a young team to go on the road and there's like no one in the stands, like where's the, the, the sometimes players feed off the energy from the crowd? And I just don't think that that's there as well.
1: Yeah, I think the home road thing is a really interesting thing to look at because it's incredible the difference. How yeah. stark I mean, we're the best home teams in baseball, one of the worst road teams. It. Is, I mean, other than the teams that just don't win any games, that's a really good hypothesis for what it is. But it's something they need to look at, and it's not just. This is not. It's too too big a sample size to just be a fluke. This team doesn't feel as comfortable playing on the road, and that's something that down the road they're going to have to address.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's the growth of a young team. It's a growth of a. I mean, we saw it with the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles weren't sure. a great road team, and then at mm-hmm. home they were obviously. And I think
1: it's more of a stark difference from football to baseball. Home field advantage. Well, football board, is always pretty. Means more and all that.
0: For, but um, it's just it's just a fact that young teams struggle on the road, and it's especially when there's no one there. It it sucks, and it sucks to watch. But you, it's just the it's the philosophy of the human mind. Like if you if 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 no one's there there's no pressure on you and like it's one guy chirping you maybe like it's just hard to get completely focused in
1: i i and again you know that's one of my big things is you know we have to remember these guys are human beings and not just robots or whatever sent to Mm -hmm. do our bidding and play the game and haha dance puppets dance that that's not what it is they're human beings who have real human emotion and all that i think that's a a huge part of it jack um, before we kind of look ahead and, and really start to take stock of what's possible and what we hope and what we think is going to happen, let's take a quick look back. Uh, anything outside of kind of what we talked about, obviously, with the inability to to win big games they need to win? Are there any signs for hope? What are some things that you've seen from this team? Obviously, Reese Hoskins starting to hit the ball a little bit. What, what can you bank on? Look, if we're going to say they're, they're only four and a half back with 20 to play, I shouldn't say only. They're four and a half back with 20 to play. What can you put your hope in? What can you say? Hey, I I think they could do it. Why? Why?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, good question. Um, <laughs> Silence. Yeah, I, well, because it's it's just tough to predict right now because the offense has been inconsistent, which has been all this entire year. You can't really bank on them getting super hot unless a Reese hot uh, Reese hot streak is coming. Um, you know, maybe. I mean, I I'm kind of I'm in the evaluative stage where I just want to see Kingry and I think he's done some nice things. Um, but the, the staff the starting staffs taking a huge step back. I mean Arietta's pitching to around a 3-5, which is kind of fine for your four or five starter. Yeah. It's just that all the young guys that were pitching far ahead of their where they are at this point had just completely taken a huge step back. Like Eflin
1: Eflin's a disaster. Eflin I mean, I don't even know if you can roll him out there every fifth day anymore. Like, give Eichhoff to start. I, I, I mean, not that Eichhoff looked very good in, in the relief appearance, but I mean, Zach Eflin is an automatic six earned in three innings right now.
0: Well, it's it's frustrating too because when uh when in his five and zero month of June, he threw fifty one percent of fastballs, and what made him a different pitcher was that he was using his fastball more and more. He's using his four seam fastball up in the zone. Um, he was spotting it to both sides of the plate, no problem, and he looked like a legit starter in this league. And, this, and if you look at month by month, since that, his fastball, has, he's decreased his usage of it. Why? I have no idea. He's, he's throwing his changeup more and more. His changeup's not very good. Um, and I can't tell if it's a, like, I wonder if it's an injury thing. I don't think it'd be an injury thing. But you'd think the Phillies are looking at his... At his at his peak and being like, wow, a lot of fastballs. Yeah, let's do that more. I
1: mean, for an a- the anac- most analytically analytically inclined organization, you'd think that's the type of thing that they would notice,
0: right? And I just they just seem to have completely missed that. I mean, hmm. it was what it was what made Eflin good was his fastball, and now he's not throwing. He's throwing his changeup more, and he's getting rocked. Like I don't know, like what are you doing? Like this, and the most ridiculous thing is that people Oh god please please real
1: quick this is
0: It's the worst take in the city
1: It the <laughs> worst take in the city the, Full stop after each of those.
0: It's it's ridiculous. People think that he because he got sent down <laughs> that this is the reason why he's struggling. It's
1: so it's it's beyond stupid. Oh, I,
0: every time I see this, I want to bang my head through the it, wall.
1: It's such a bad take. It's an epically bad take. It's
0: just not even thinking. It's, it's like, not even a take. It's just stupid. It's like there's there's no room for regression. It's just well they sent him down. You know and of his That twenty
1: thousand dollars. Every time he goes out there, he's just thinking about that twenty thousand he lost. Well, the, 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 the most ridicu- What do you even mean? The, like, most,
0: the most ridiculous thing is like. People think it messed with his confidence. It's
1: ridiculous. It messed with his confidence.
0: He didn't even get sent down. Yeah. He was even in AAA.
1: It's such a bad take. <laughs> it's it I, it. I hate that take. I hate it with all of my. I hated the discussion about the thing. He's a Major League Baseball player, all right? You know what happens to Major League Baseball players? You get sent down to the minors sometimes and then you get brought back up. It's what happens. It's and he, the freaking sport.
0: And he didn't get sent down.
1: It's, it's, uh, and he didn't get sent down.
0: That's the other, that's the other. <laughs> Part people. So, is
1: Eflin long term? Where are you at with Eflin? Is is this? is this the type of thing where you think they're more likely to, to in the future, see the guy we saw in June more, or is the Eflin we're seeing now more Zach Eflin, or is it somewhere in the middle? Well,
0: I certainly would have traded him for Manny Machado.
1: I would have, too. Why? Why was... I don't know. I, the, thinking back on all the uh, the things that happened this season, the whole the Phillies won't trade Zach Eflin straight up for Manny Machado may have been one of the dumbest <laughs> that, that happened. It just didn't make any sense. Like <laughs> it's so on. ridiculous. It didn't make any um, sense at the time. I know.
0: I know. I know. I don't want to completely write Eflin off because I thought that month was really good, and I wonder, I just, I can't get behind, I don't, I don't understand why he stopped using his fastball. Um, maybe if he gets that back, but um, it's certainly, he's nothing more than a four at this point. That's what I think, too. So, um, a little frustrating end of the season for Zach Eflin. Vince Velasquez seems like he's back to being Vince Velasquez. Five innings, a thousand pitches. Such a
1: bummer, man. That was such a fun stretch we it had doing, there. Them.
0: Like, where did the two seamer go that was starting at people's hip, and it was 94 and mm-hmm. uh, 93 and then you jump up to 97? Well,
1: how much of that is wear and tear? I mean, you pitched, you know, D1 college pitcher D2, over here.
0: D2. I got D1 looks. Kay. D2
1: college pitcher. I need 1,100
0: here. to get the George trying channel, to Georgetown and I trying couldn't do
1: it. to help you it. out here, Fritz. All right. Where. Wh- How much of that is wear and tear? How much of that is something to really worry about long-term? With Velasquez, with Eflin, Pavetta, these guys were it just... Obviously, it's going to look sharper when you're fresher, but how much of a worry is this for the long-term?
0: Well, I almost think it's important that they're getting these reps because hopefully in the the next coming years when they're actually trying to compete for uh, the World Series, that they're going to be used to pitching in these kind of games and pitch this long into the season. So I think it's just natural wear and tear. Um, I mean, you've seen it with Eflin. Like, Eflin in June... He was pretty fresh. He was finishing through the ball. He was hitting the outside corner with his fastball. And it's just natural when you get a little tired as you get longer into the season, um, it starts leaking because your legs get tired. So, and it's just harder to bounce back. Um, and that's why legs are more important than your arm when it mm-hmm. comes to pitching. So, if you look at Aaron Nola, he used to have this problem, but he spent all of offseason just bulking up his legs. And now he's got tree trunks down there. And, like, same thing with Halliday. Like, Halliday Mm -hmm. used to have tree trunks. And Aaron Nola's gotten to that point. It's great. Arietta's gotten to that point. I have no fear of those guys finishing out the season. I think this since this is their first time really going through pitching this deep into a season, um, they'll come back next year much more prepared, knowing what they're going to need to go through. Um, Yeah.
1: Do you worry at all about some residual issues early next season from the, you know, not Verducci-esque type of jump, but the the larger jump in workload for these guys.
0: Uh no because I think I think they're going to spend all of offseason they know where they, where they need to get their body to. And I think they're they're going to spend a lot of season being like this is where I need to be. Um and they'll be they'll be much more prepared for
1: next. All season. right, Pavetta, is the only one you really haven't touched on. Your wow. favorite, your baby, <laughs> Nick Pavetta. Let me put it this way: Does Jill know that you guys already have a baby? Is this? A, by the way, it's fun to do a show with Jack and actually see a wedding ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at that. It's, yeah, don't
0: worry. I was still watching on vacation.
1: I, we all know you were. We told you to stop. You wouldn't. <laughs> well, I couldn't. I couldn't. We'll ma- get to it. I want to hear the Jack Fridge vacation stories. That's coming. Don't worry.
0: Um, so Pavetta. Pavetta is still. He doesn't have a pitch to get out lefties. And he, the guys just fell off a bunch of pitches. His curveball hasn't been um, as like dominant as it was for the first two months of the season. Like really, in a month and a half, he hasn't had that Nick Pavetta curveball that we all know he has mm-hmm. in there. Um, now his last start was better. He was throwing his slider more and is actually getting it over for strikes. It's just not a good slider. But if it gives something, if it gives a uh, a batter something else to think about, uh, that's important. It, it, Nick Pavetta just needs to spend all offseason. Working on a third pitch. I don't care what it is. I hope it's a changeup. He threw like thirteen percent changeups two starts ago, which was the most of the of the season. And then he kind of went back to not using his changeup as much. So, if I'm Nick Pavetta and and I, you have like he, do I want to say it? Yeah, you do. I obviously. do want to say. Yeah, it. I just say it. He's a pitch away from being John Small. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's. <laughs> He like he is a splitter. He, I swear to God, he is a splitter away from being Smoltz Strasberg. Like a, I love
1: when you say the things that you text me out loud <laughs> in a microphone. I love it. I just I want to think see, you went Strasberg when you texted it to me. But that's I want to
0: I want to see a splitter so bad because it just it would just it would set him apart, man. So
1: <laughs> he's, he's a splitter away from being a Hall of Famer. He's, I love it. He
0: is going to finish with. Cy Young votes next year. I love it. I don't care all right, so what here, anyone says. He's gonna, like, he, Nick Fabet is in his second year, 25 years old. He's going to pitch to a 4 5. I love like, it. Maybe he's
1: Robbie Ray. Look at this. I like this. Uh, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, oh, hold on. He's a right hander Eleven.
0: Robbie. He is at 11.9 Ks per nine, good. which is the best K per nine season since Kurt Schillings in 1999. Wow, really? Yeah. Like, it's it's not some fluke. Like, I'm not on freaking <laughs> Mars, okay? The guy doesn't walk anyone, and he strikes I up. I love
1: when you get uh, super defensive about your because, Nick Favetta he's, he's
0: and oh my God, it's, like, people just, can, I don't understand how you can't see how good he's going to be. I love it. And even if he's not a starter, he's going to be dominant out of the pen. No matter what, Nick Favetta is going to be good. And it's I will a
1: valuable be. asset, I will no matter what. All right.
0: Carry it to my grave. Here's
1: what I'll throw at you. You threw the Carlos Santana one at me. Arietta Noah locks to be in the rotation next year, mm-hmm. provided some weird injury things don't happen or whatever, are all three of the other guys in the starting five when the season starts. Obviously, there's all kinds of free agency and stuff, but just right now, September 10th, if you had to bet on the starting rotation for next year, Pavetta, Eflin, Velasquez, who's in, who's out?
0: Pavetta's in, obviously.
1: Duh, uh, just John <laughs> I mean, Smoltz. So I, mean, I think we come should on. know that, that was coming.
0: And I, let me, before I get ripped on Twitter, uh, he's John Smoltz if... Yes.
1: Yes. You didn't say now. I didn't say John Smoltz now. But very clear. He
0: needs a third pitch. I've I've been very open that he needs a third pitch. Okay. Um, I am done evaluating pitchers. This is this has been a big step for me. So like I used to love Tyler Skaggs and I used to love like Nick Pavetta, but I realized they don't have a third pitch. They need every every pitcher to reach their level of talent needs a third pitch. I like that. You saw Patrick Corbin this year. Anyway. um, Okay. So I think. I think Velasquez is, and I think Eflin's going to mold into like a Brad Peacock kind of role.
1: Ooh, I could see that, especially with the increased velocity we saw this year. He could be that guy.
0: Yeah, like the long man, and they go get a legitimate starting pitcher.
1: I think if I had to bet, that's the way I would bet too. I think Pavetta and Velasquez more likely than Eflin to be in the rotation. Well, I
0: just think I think they're going to start morphing Eflin into like a a a long reliever kind of guy. And they're gonna get a fifth starter from somewhere else. I'm pretty would think.
1: sure that that the Angels will take him straight up for Mike Trout. I heard so. right, but the Phillies don't want to do that. Yeah, we'll okay. see.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> if you bend our if you bend our arm,
1: straight up for Manny Machado. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, it was like at the time. Yeah. I understand because he has six years of of service time left. Mm-hmm. But it's Manny Machado, yeah, and it's, it's Zach Manny Machado. Like, let's just calm down for mm-hmm. a second,
1: there, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jack. Oh, I'm looking at this, by the way. We'll get to this coming up, too. A yes, of course. Astro Ball. We'll, we'll, we'll do a little High Hopes book review. Okay. On the High Hopes podcast. Totally down. I'm excited about that. All right, before we get to all the fun stuff, coming up, we have three against the Nationals starting tonight. Three against uh, the Mets and the Marlins, or the Marlins and the Mets. Nine games the at home. Marlins are next weekend. so. Okay, so then the Mets this weekend, then the Marlins. They have nine. Or this weekend. So then it's the Marlins this weekend, then the Mets after that. Yeah. Nine straight games at home, and then it's that 11-game gauntlet. With the, you know, three or four in Atlanta, four in Colorado, three in Atlanta. We all know they have to win whatever. At this point, they have to win like six out of seven against Atlanta or whatever. But we all know that those 11 games will make or break them. But in reality, these nine home games are going to make or break them because you need to be in a position going into that last stretch to even for it to matter.
0: Yeah. Well, especially because there's been something so good at home.
1: And they're a home team. Exactly. But again, they can't win series, especially against bad teams, Jack. What are you looking for here? What, what, what should we as Phillies fans be looking for over this nine game stretch? How many do they need to win? Can they do what they need to do? Where's your head at?
0: My head is at, I want to see how they react to being in the situation. Like, I, I don't understand how, if you lose that series in New York, there's no one there, um, and you, you don't capitalize on some of the Braves' falters. Like, this is, I, I'm really curious to see if they have a sense of urgency tonight. And if they, and not tonight, but the, in this home series, and starting it tonight, it yeah. starts tonight with Eric Fetty, who's all over the place.
1: Did, he was your guy for a little bit. You're I in, know I like Eric Fetty. I, I think he's gonna, you I think he's You're gonna in Eric Fetty.
0: No, I like Eric Fetty. But I'm, still, Arietta,
1: should, you should have the advantage on the hill tonight.
0: Wait, well, I think it's like the fourth time we said this. Arietta needs to earn I, that money I've, tonight. I've
1: said it 500 times this year. I, I, get, get, I go to sleep saying I feel like every time the guy takes <laughs> up, I'm like, this is what they paid Jake Arietta for. I know. Ah, well, that worked out. I know. So um,
0: I, even if they don't make the playoffs, right? I probably
1: st- when they don't make probably when yet. they don't make
0: the- I want to see them finish out the year strong show me there's something to be excited for looking into next year show me you can bounce back from a tough month like they had a tough month that just about the worst time you could have a tough month
1: <laughs> like no know the- just about it right it's yeah, it's the, it's the, the worst, worst time the worst
0: time to possibly have a, sh- have a rough stretch um, I want to see them bounce back from that I want to see them finish the year strong if they lose out the division by like two games three games and they're fighting down the end and you saw a, a sense of listen nut up or shut up time Yes. and 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 I see that I'm 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 content but if you just end the season and it's just dog crap and just boring terrible baseball it's it's unacceptable yeah
1: and it would be a real bummer uh from multiple angles i think first and foremost like you kind of hit on there that it would just be really good for this team to get those kind of reps. We talked about this a lot. Hopefully I think, with the young guys. I think it matters. I think it matters whether even for the guys who are definitely gonna play, the Reese Hoskins of the world, the you know, Alfaro will be playing, guys who young guys who will get reps and King of Real play like those guys will get reps. And these pitchers, like you mentioned, the young pitchers to pitch. even Aaron Noel has never pitched in games like right. that before. I think all that matters. But
0: and to learn how to Pitch this late into the season?
1: Yes, yeah, it matters to to maybe your arm. You're not maybe your arm doesn't feel fresh. Yep. You're you're worn down. You need to learn how to get guys out.
0: And hopefully Arietta's been teaching them. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. What's I'm interesting just, though? I'm not he,
1: putting anything on Arietta anymore. <laughs> what's what's what's
0: so interesting is that they've been they they brought back Brad Lidge to help, and mm-hmm. they brought back Jimmy Rollins down in Miami. I love it, and it's it's smart. Get the winners in there. It's smart. So it's interesting. It's there's a lot to watch towards the end of the season. If they if they just like.
1: Well, you that, know, crawl right, to the that's finish the line. problem, right? And that, and I think that it's a bigger problem in the sense that I think right now, if the season ended today, and granted the last month and a half has sucked and it's been very disappointing, but I think the vast majority of real Phillies fans, not the people who just want to hate on Gabe Kapler or, or whatever, but I think the vast majority of real Phillies fans, when you could step back from this season, step back from the last month and a half, step back from the why can't they beat the freaking Mets of it all, I'll I think him. you will step back and say, hey, this is a real step forward for this franchise. Like, this season is a positive. They have so much young talent moving into the future. They have all the money in the world. You should, maybe everyone doesn't, but you should feel good about the infrastructure here, the general manager, the coach, all that type of stuff. All that, I feel like you. Sh- we should all feel very positive about this team heading into next season. But like you said, if they just continue this string of losing two or three, losing three or three, crapping the bed when it matters most... I don't know if people are going to be able to step back and have that same type of feeling.
0: But I also think at the same time, they've created a lot of questions about the future of the team. Like, how many real blue chippers do the Phillies have right now? Yeah. I mean, mean, there's Hoskins. Hoskins and Nola. But Hoskins, Hoskins is the streakiest player in baseball. Yeah,
1: I think that ultimately, look, again, 24, 25 years old, played 170 games, 180 games, whatever, in his career, and what you see is really good, 185, 190, whatever it is. Um I think you could say May Hoskins you're right. He's not a no doubt about it lock it in blue chipper but I think Well, he's pretty close. I think he will be is my point. I think from an offensive perspective at least he will be a blue chip player. Yeah, I think he's great. I think and Hoskins Noel is a clear blue right, chip. Right.
0: I don't have questions about those guys, but there is rising questions about Scott Kingery about Jorge Alfaro, sure. um, Roman Quinn, if he can stay healthy, Oduble. Nick Williams. I mean, we're, a, of... we're a very podcast, yes. pro Duble podcast, but he's been terrible. He's been awful. For about two months now. Yeah. And he's, it's, we keep waiting for the Oduble-Herrera de- hot And guy. that
1: real issue with Oduble, and we've talked about this a lot, Not that, I mean, it's all an issue, but the fact that he's playing bad defense now. You know, you Well, at he's least been count- better
0: the last like two weeks.
1: Right. But I'm talking about on the season as a whole, I mean... He was a good defensive outfielder and he doesn't look like that. Well, it says
0: Reese in left field, which, you know, doesn't help. Doesn't ex- help. Yeah, it <laughs> makes him
1: look worse. It's a fair point.
0: And Nick Williams in right field for most yeah, of the season. Not great. So that doesn't help. So they part- are as
1: bad a defensive baseball team as I, I can't. They're the worst defensive baseball team I've ever seen. I, and by, and, and by <laughs> far, no question, the worst defensive baseball team for a team that was competitive I've ever seen is i close.
0: Yeah, and they were they uh, would have been the first team. Well, no, obviously, the season's it's not over, but if they make the playoffs, they're the first team in MLB history to have a batting average below 237 make the playoffs.
1: I mean, again, <laughs> it goes back to the whole, how are they even competing to begin with of it all? Right. You know, it really does. You look at all the numbers, all the advanced analytics, everything offensive, defensive. I mean, this team should stink. <laughs> they should They should stink. They should stink.
0: And uh, unfortunately, the a weird, it's ugly, ugly head recently. Yes. Um, but there's just, there's legitimate questions about the upside of the future of this team. I think there is. Like, I think off going is me good. I think he's I mean his last his last twenty games he's batting 270 with a 351 OBP and two homers. Still striking out a ton, but there's legitimate signs there. Um Nick Williams had a really positive season. Wh- where are you at with John Maley? It's a great question. Who the hell has gotten better under John Maylee? Nobody. Not every not a single guy. Every a- single player's gotten
1: worse. Think about it. as great as Rick Kranitz has been, and as much praise as we heaped deservedly so on Rick Kranitz. You're right. We have not done a good enough job of calling out John Maley because he hasn't done a very good job. For those who don't know, the hitting coach. For the, the only NBA player players, that
0: that's had a really two players positive season have been Franco and Nick Williams. Yep. But everyone like Altair, and even then
1: Williams has has regressed lately. I mean, been, like, I
0: guess there's the injury, but he doesn't yeah, look the same. He doesn't does, look. The same. He's not squaring up as many balls as he was. I Mean a doable major step back. Um, Hoskins, I think. I think no, at best a, lateral, a hitting coach. At w- best. a hitting coach really, won't really affect Hoskins. Um, Santana, he's his own hitting coach. Yeah, Santana. I'm not worried about. He's been much better recently, but for the most part of the season, he's been bad. Cesar, step back hitting wise. Mm-hmm. Um, been hot recently. Um, Kingery mostly bad, but even like the guys that have brought in, like as Drubal, It's
1: bad. a great point. And I, I, I and I don't know how much mainly has to do with the vets who come in and do their thing, but regardless, I think on on the whole,
0: it's been bad. It has been bad, and he's been. They've two two teams that have been ascending in their World Series run have gotten rid of him. I mean, the, the it's a good As- point the Astros, I didn't Think about that. The Astros got rid of him. Uh, read that. Oh, him and yeah. JD Martinez. Like he was the first one that, who, to his credit, he was the first one that was like JD. Like you're just not very good. Like you need to go and and figure it all out because you have a terrible swing. Um, and he did. And he did. He Work figured top. it out. And then they got rid of him. After he came back and like, Guys, I swear I'm good.
1: (laughs) He literally, so
0: I was reading the, I was reading Astro Ball. He goes into the office of uh, Jeff Lumnow and he's like, I went to Mexico. I, I figured out everything. Like, I'm, this is my year. And he didn't, he barely played in spring training. They got rid of him. They released him. Goes to the Tigers. And just starts raking in spring training, and he just turns. He they're playing against the Astros. He turns, finds Jeff Luna, and gives him like a little wink. Nice. And then Good JD job, Martinez David. turned into JD Martinez. Yeah. Um. So are a little thing there. But other than that, like the Cubs moved on from him. The Cubs had a really frustrating offense, I thought last year. Mm-hmm. Um. And now look at them. I mean, Javi's an MVP candidate. Yeah. Like it's a, little, a
1: really fair point. It's, it's interesting. It I'm is not, interesting. I'm not completely. You're out. not condemning him yet, but. There's, looking great. there's
0: legitimate concern there, and I I don't I'm not gonna blame it on launch angle. Like I just I don't. What,
1: I, how much of it do you blame on the over organizational approach as a whole? We've talked about this a lot this season, but the whole you know waiting deep in counts, walking, and not really necessarily if you see a good pitch early in a bat, don't go get it. All that type of stuff. Well, they
0: preach that they're selectively aggressive, which I think is a great um, approach. You know, then you're looking for a pitch you can drive. But they they haven't exempt like one out of every five games they exemplify that, and they seem to only do it against pitchers that are really good like Noah Syndergaard. They own Noah Syndergaard. Mm-hmm. They own they don't own Max Scherzer, but they've beaten Scherzer twice. Like they, they 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 again. They rise up to where they need to rise up, and they falter against dog crap pitchers. It's crazy,
1: right? And and I think it makes it more frustrating because I feel like fr- we should just label the title of the show should just be frustrating because we've said it a hundred times. But that's why it's more frustrating because you know they have it in them. You, know, you can see the way they play against the Red Sox. You can see the way they play against and You can go like, oh, where? why isn't that team coming out every night?
0: Well, the Philly-style offense, it has worked. Like they, they, it, When when they are completely focused and dialed in and are playing Philly-style offense, which is working the counts, getting on base. Um, waiting, waiting for big innings. Waiting and, for big innings. Yeah. The, 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 the bad part is that they get, get guys on base and then they can't bring them home, mm-hmm. um, which has been another... Frustrating part. Of this, <laughs> the frustrating part of this entire season. They need a guy that can drive those runs home. Yeah, because- they need
1: Bryce Harper. They need Mike Trout. They need Manny Machado. They need one of those guys. Like they do. It's like you talked about with the Blue Chippers and all that. I think the 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 skeleton of this team that is here now. When you think about the guys and the potential, look. Not everyone's going to hit in the minors. We all know that. But I think they have enough depth of talent there that they will have some hits. Yeah, but they have a be...
0: bunch of depth, but they don't have the, the, the top guys.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they'll have guys who will help be part of the major league roster. I'm saying they need those top guys. They And I think they're going to. I think whether it's Harper, Machado, Trout, like one of those guys is going to be here. I really feel confidently about
0: they that. They better because I, like, I've like i suppressed this for long enough to where like I – I don't. I try not to think about it because once I start thinking about them possibly striking out on Machado yeah. or Harper,
1: right, I go nervous. into like a
0: really dark place. Like, I,
1: so look, I think I've I've long thought that Mike Trout will be here one way or another. Yeah, so do I. I still believe that. You think this is the offseason they're going to trade him? It might be, man. Look, that Otani injury matters. The fact that
0: if he gets surgery, he's out till twenty. 20- Nineteen. Yeah,
1: and think about think about that that division they're in. I mean, the Astros aren't going anywhere. Nope. and The
0: A's aren't. Well, unless they who trade. Who knows with the A's? But the A's no are thirty idea.
1: games over five hundred. The the Mariners are a better team than you are. And then you look at the rest of the American League. The Yankees aren't going anywhere. The Red Sox aren't going anywhere. The Indians aren't going over the next couple years. But you know whatever. You see it coming. You see it coming. Not when you could sort. To, it, they'll win that division again next year. That division's dog crap. All that stuff. But. I think that uh, I think the Angels, if they... And again, who knows? They're the Angels. They've been run poorly for a while. But if the Angels step back and look at the situation, I think they're going to trade Mike Trout this offseason.
0: And especially if they go to him and, and say, hey, we want to sign well, you Well, that's up.
1: what they'll do. They'll say, Mike, here's a record-breaking contract. Will you sign it? And if he says no, they'll trade him. If he says yes, they'll keep him.
0: Because it's it's there's such a big difference in the package you get for two years left on a contract it's rather than day. one. Night and day. Right. So.
1: I mean, like that. let's put it this way. If they trade Mike Trout this offseason... Who knows about Will? It should be the richest package ever returned for a major league baseball. Yeah, player.
0: not even wanting to close. Like, it, it has to be. And if you're looking for a prime example of what not to do, it's what the Orioles did. Yep. Which hold on to Wait the, until
1: the last possible second. The traded guy you know is not. Coming and they back. still did a. Ni- I mean, they still got a nice player for him. Like I'm surprised with what they got for Me him. Me too, because they got lucky. There were enough teams competing who wanted his services that they were able to drive it up. But this offseason, if they trade Trout. And that's the interesting thing is the Phillies are maybe one of five teams in baseball who have the depth, the salary room, everything they want to do to just do that.
0: Yeah. And it, yeah. it feels like Milton would just be like, just do it. Whatever. Oh, is there- whatever it takes. So is Nola completely off limits for you? Yeah. Hoskins?
1: No. And A- that's it? Aaron Nola is the only player on this in this organization who I would not trade
0: for. And Nick Favetta.
1: <laughs> look, I don't think they trade Rees. I don't think that's part of it. I think Reeves, you know, I don't obviously.
0: think. That, I honestly, I'm,
1: I'm not 100 percent sure they'd have to give up everything. No, I think it's look a package. Stars don't get traded no, for everything. No. It's just not how it's it not works. What, look, Sixto and you, you, have, you it. It'll be more the type of you. I don't think it'll be major league guys as much. Maybe one or two. I think, I think a will be in it. I think it's that type of guy, but I think it's more like your top five prospects. <laughs> so, it's like Sixto Medina, like. You know, bomb. Who bomb, like whoever people feel like the Angels have to, you know, see who they like the most. But I think you're willing to give up your top four of my prospects. I time.
0: would start to deal with Adubel and Cesar just to create some space for us. Like I think Kangaroo should be our second baseman next mm-hmm. year. Oh, that's another thing. Cesar next year. Like
1: yeah, I, I kind of we talked a lot about this early in the season when Cesar was playing so well, and he's been playing better the last like yeah, four games. I'm with you. I'm fine to move on. I think it's time.
0: And this it. is the offseason move on from him. I mean, fine with it. it's too. It's, it's too. Look, sep-
1: what you hope is you hope he play continue has a hot twenty games to end it out, and then you know the numbers look better, and you move him.
0: Yeah, he's a good player. He's, he's a good he's player. A, he good, has value. A good second baseman, but. You you paid Scott Kinger that money to be your, your second uh, base in yeah, the future. So I
1: agree with you there.
0: So I'm good. I think this is the last season of Caesar. Um, and like we, I mean, I talked to Franzen about it. and He thinks that if you put Kingery at second base, you're going to see a completely different player. Let
1: the name drop, which
0: I don't. There. It was Dude, on the po- it was on our podcast, so kidding, it wasn't really kidding, a kidding, name I'm drop. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding, kidding. Helping our podcast grow. That's what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing here. But if you put Kingery at second base, maybe you get him more comfortable. Um, Jack Fritz friends with former Major League Baseball Dude, players. It's like shocking. I've got a good amount of friends. In look baseball. at you. This
1: guy over here. Big Listen, T- Jackie, big well, T- time. They
0: know if they look at me, they say, this guy played.
1: This guy. <laughs> this guy. You played.
0: You played. So i got a take. and oh, I'm ready for I've it. I've been giving a lot of takes. All right,
1: real quick. Before we do it, real quick. Nine games at home, how many do they have to win?
0: Uh, Seven.
1: Seven is what I said. How many do you think they win?
0: <laughs> five. Yeah,
1: I think five too. I think they win a series, but yeah, I'm with you. Okay,
0: take. Take away. So i got a take, and I've been squatting on this one. For about 24 hours. Jack
1: texted me uh yesterday and this morning with just I've got a take.
0: I've got a take. Um I think John Middleton deserves a lot of blame for how this season went down.
1: Whoa. So hold up.
0: That's a take. That's a take. I'm intrigued. Lay it's it a, on me. It's a take. He he I I, I like Matt Clensack. And I think Clensack had a different view of how he wanted the season to go. I think what Clensack wanted to do was play all the young guys and see how it went down. And at the, at the deadline, bring in a guy that can then help the team a little bit. But what they did was they brought in all these old guys who I can just see Middleton just going to Clensack and being like, we need this, we need that, we need this." And I think he got too involved. Wow. I think John Middleton, and I like mostly like involved donors.
1: Oh, see, I hate involved donors, but go ahead.
0: Well, we saw Jeff Lurie worked out. I'm worried that he got too involved and it clouded the judgment on this season. Hmm. And I just didn't. Like I don't know why Jose Bautista is here. I don't know why he's here. I don't know why Justin Bohr's is here. I I, I understand as Drupal for for if he can play short and he can play third base and he can play second base whenever you want to supplant or not. But he should not be playing every freaking day. I just I just want to see I want to I want to see who the keepers are here Mm -hmm. and I think John Middleton got so obsessed with with making the playoffs and you just got to be the one seed you got to win the division you got to get in the playoffs so we can sell more tickets that it just it clouded his judgment of where this team was and it it's made this even more frustrating because you're watching old guys who probably shouldn't be here um down the stretch instead of seeing if your young talent has something there.
1: I like that take. Look, uh, it's always good when you can come with a hot-ish take that can never be proved wrong. I think it's a really good how, you know, it's it's hill take, to, this take to be honest as <laughs> very good work right there. I, we'll never know, but
0: I, I could but, I could see it. Sure. But look at their moves. Yeah, All their moves are that of a team that rushed into it. Mm-hmm. And they tried to get their cake and eat it too, and they, for the most part, did. But I just but now they're throwing up because of it. Yeah, well, it's just... Too much cake, Jack. It's too much Bautista. (laughs) It really comes down to Bautista. (laughs) And I like the Wilson Ramos edition. I really do. I think he's awesome. But how far is hitting well? And Wilson Ramos won't be here next year. Probably not. Probably not. Unlikely. Unlikely he'll be here. Although I wouldn't hate it if they brought him back. A nice one-year deal, boom. Bring it. So... I just think Middleton pushed all the chips in it on a team that hmm. you didn't see.
1: Well, all the chips is not fair. I mean, he didn't push all the they chips. They gave up Franklin, Killamay, and no,
0: they Cash. Klintz did a really good, job, really good of job of not giving up anything for these players. But I think he got so punch drunk that he's like, well, if I can not get, I'll just take Bautista. You get
1: Bautista for free? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's The just, Wilpons will take a quarter for him. Let's dude, do it.
0: Oh, hold on. Ooh, hold I on. just, I just. Yeah, I just, this I, is what I <laughs> I, wanted. To, I was thinking about this on
1: Saturday. Yeah, another take? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, no. Dude, like. I know this is a Phillies podcast. But can we talk about the Mets are doing to David Wright?
1: <laughs> yes, we totally can. So this is like Chase Utley. I know this
0: would be like Chase Utley coming yes. back from like career-threatening injuries. Yes, literally.
1: That he is their Chase Utley, and, and minus you know winning us a World Series.
0: And the Mets just being like, we don't feel like paying, or the Phillies just being like, we don't feel like paying you, Chase Utley. So you're just gonna sit on the bench, dude.
1: Or... There are people at Citi Field with free David Wright signs.
0: The guy was your, the face of your franchise. He wants to come back and play for the Mets.
1: Yeah, for a team that's done. And because of cash, that... Thank God, like Middleton, you know, you might have ripped him a little bit there. We're very happy to have John Middleton as I, our owner.
0: And let me just say, I like John Middleton. Yes. I think he's going to be really, this offseason is very important for Middleton. Huge. And look, um, he's going to
1: open it up. He's going to,
0: I have it. no confidence. Do no, I don't have no any any fear of that. Yeah. It's just that this season, I thought he missed. And calculated. I think that's
1: a potential, I mean, we don't know the answer, but I think if that were the case, I would agree with you that I think that was a mistake on his part. Right. But the Mets, Mets, man, can you imagine having the Will Pons as your owner? Hey, maybe don't get Bernie Madoff all your money. Hey, maybe do will be best friends with
0: Bud Selig. Yeah, like, that too. The, the Wilpons, the, the the having a top having best baseball market in the city. It's
1: it's a travesty for baseball. I I love seeing the Mets suck in the country. There is nothing. Yeah, and for, for the world, it's really. the best
0: baseball market in the in the world. Yes, and it has the cheapest owner in sports
1: by far, and an owner who is like. I don't even know if viable, like, to spend money if he wants to. He's lost it all. Like Terrible I, for baseball. Oh, it is so bad. But I love it because screw the Mets. But I'm with you. I, it is bad for baseball. Just, like, like, you know, like, I hate the Knicks, but I obviously think if the Knicks are good, it's better for the NBA and it's yeah. fun and all that. Same type of thing here.
0: I agree. And um, low-key, very concerned about the future of, like, Wheeler. The Grom and Center Guard, if they keep it together.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. DeGrom. We were taking
0: a huge step forward. Yeah, but that's not, we're not a Mets podcast. We're not a Mets so. podcast.
1: Speaking of which, we're not an Astros podcast either. But Astro Ball by Ben Writer, you actually read a book. I'm I did. I wrote. I
0: read two hundred and twenty pages in my flight home. Look at you. Yeah, I got it. I I went to work real quick. Like that I was, good. I read the whole thing. It was crazy. Very proud of you. I haven't like read a book like it's an entirety. That's
1: why I said you read a book. Proud yeah, do you?
0: Yeah, I usually make it like three ways, three quarters of the way through a book, and then I stop.
1: I'm um, a big book guy.
0: I know you are. That's why I brought yeah. Astroball for I'm you reading to read.
1: a book that's 400 page, 1400 pages right now. Why? Cuz I've never read a Stephen King book before and people said I should read The Stand. So I'm reading The Stand. Sounds miserable. It's super long, man. It's like <laughs> this freaking thick. But anyway. Astroball
0: is a is a is a really interesting really interesting the what they they built it um, built up the Astros. Um and they, they talk about all their they got lucky. They got really lucky. It
1: takes some luck. They in got really lucky and
0: they 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 were trying to trade Dallas Keuchel they didn't want Dallas Keigel. He turned into an, a, a Cy young one, young guy. Uh, Jose Altuve. They he came to the first Astros tryout. They said, "We don't want you." Yeah, you're five five. Get out. Yeah, of here. he came back the next day and they're like, all right, fine. Like we'll t- <laughs> we'll bring you on. <laughs> it's amazing. And and, and they, they got lucky throughout the way. They also they also messed up a lot. Like they took Brady Aiken, terrible pick. Yep. But they made up for that by taking Bregman the year after, so it was fine. Yeah, took Marco Pell. over Chris Bryant. Like, imagine if that team had, team had Chris Bryant. You can't
1: imagine. It's so insane to think about. Like, they could have Chris Bryant. I know, but... And it, they made some good moves. Like, Correa was not projected to be the number one pick the year that they took him. They they jumped him up a bit, mostly because he was cheaper, was what Right, they went said, under but, slot. But it worked out. Because McCull- they got McCullers, McCullers later in the later, draft. Yep.
0: Um, and the one thing in reading Astro Ball, and I read the Cubs way, is that they had legitimate high upside talent guys, and when I step back and look at the Phillies, it's like Nola. That they they thought Nola was going to be a three, by the way, just like Pete McKinnon. just did. like everyone, just America. like everyone did. Yeah. Um, and when I look at the Phillies, I think Hoskins is a potential bullet chipper. I think Nola is, but the the hitting upside, it's not of the young cores of the Astros or the Cubs. I agree, and they both, but they but they both kind of went through the same kind of process, which makes it even more frustrating mm-hmm. like they both went to this they both effectively tanked to to get higher picks but the phillies moniac tell you what great end of the season ooh Moni-
1: mickey moniac girl
0: oh man so coming I, I would give up so much just to have harry Callis, mickey, mickey moniac, moniac. Oh, amazing. amazing uh great end of the season but like nick sensel's amazing I would have I would have very much liked Nick Sensel.
1: Yeah, Nick Sensel will be in the major league. I mean already has been He should be. he will yeah well, he it got, got hurt, but exactly. he got injured. And but he will be a major league a, a contributor before Mickey Monahan. Right, right, right. And Jason Groom looks I mean he had Tommy John, but he looked very good before that. There there are other guys you could have taken who they've just looked kinda, like they could be good.
0: They've kinda just been meh at the top of drafts. Yeah. And in order for a team to reach its its peak, it needs hit on those kind.
1: I think that's fair, and I love the Alec pick. I think that was a great pick. Things me really good, uh, uh, Cornelius Randolph starting to not suck a little bit too. No,
0: not he's in done. Yeah, that's a shame. Haysley's no, good. Haysley's good. Haysley's good. But
1: uh, but you're right. Look, I think if you look at this Phillies franchise and say their biggest worry is they don't have those top 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 tier guys, I think it's a fair takeaway, and I think that's why they're going to be so invested in Harper Trout.
0: Oh, well, right. and they, they, listen, getting one of those guys is. Is this, paramount. it's paramount it's, it's everything it's imperative if, yeah. you, if you are serious about winning a World Series in the next like three years I agree years, with you, Jackie you need one of those guys Costa Rica Costa Rica's great was it fun it was Look great you?
1: Jack's married
0: I'm married now you um, cried
1: during the ceremony
0: in case you haven't heard you, you cried during my <laughs> vows you keep bringing this you've, you've literally told everyone that I've cried <laughs> and I've said yeah well guess what he cried when I read my vows yeah. so yeah I was in tears you, you bawling you leave that one out bawling um,
1: yeah. it was nice they were nice vows they
0: are good vows they were good vows yeah. I, I <laughs> I worked the Phillies into my best. well.
1: It was funny because before it, Fritz was like, "Oh, it's gonna be funny." I threw some, some no, 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 no. I threw a joke yeah. or two in there.
0: Yeah, I made it. No I made jokes. it lighthearted, and I finished it with sappy stuff. Yeah,
1: you were, you were, you were emotional. Of course, I was emotional. Anyway, I love it. I love anyway, it. So, it's, a, it's a compliment to you. I don't, I don't, I don't see I the, know. I don't see the compliment.
0: <laughs> I really don't. Um, so I went to Costa Rica, and I watched. Nola versus Scherzer, because I wasn't gonna miss that. of course. Come on, you think I'm gonna miss that? Ah, and uh, I told
1: my wife I was watching a Phillies game on our honeymoon. <laughs> I don't even know. It was great. I was yeah. so happy. It was very cool.
0: Um, and then the last day, or last day, I had a, a first allergic treat. I wasn't even a reaction. Oh I had yeah, some, I forgot about this. I had some tuna, and I think they mishandled the tuna, and all of a sudden I had hives, and my neck was on fire, and I was like. Doing all the nasty stuff. Not great. Not great. And then I called a Costa Rican doctor. And they came in 15 minutes to my hotel room. And it was like, hey, so either a shot in your butt or you're going to be fine or do you want an IV. So I gave the guy 80 bucks in cash and I got an IV. And I you was good. my like, shot in, in a, the butt? I did not take the shot in the butt uh, for 50 bucks. I paid an extra $30 for the IV. Ah, uh, that's good. Look at so you. I did that. And it was really, listen, thinking back, looking back on it, the Costa Rican doctor comes in. Another guy who doesn't speak English. So that was like I was just not ready for that, uh-huh. and he is you know whatever, and then he asked Jill, he's like, hey, can I go on the the balcony and take some pictures real quick? And he's on Instagram, and his 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 his, uh, his uh, flashlight is his phone flashlight when he's trying to find my vein to put the IV <laughs> in. So um, yeah, it was looking back, I didn't really have a choice. Did I,
1: he make you better, Jack? He made me better. Ah, well, that's all it that matters. But,
0: right? If I was taking a holistic look at myself, probably a bad decision.
1: All right, what is the, <laughs> and we'll get out of here, but what is the what is the number one way you are different now, that you're married, that you were not before the last time you spoke to our fine, wonderful, beautiful listeners?
0: Well, I am uh, by myself a lot during the day now, so I just watch, like today I was watching both the Chiefs' uh, Chargers game and the... uh uh, Vikings Forty ers game. So basically, I'm watching a lot more. I'm reading a lot more. I'm listening to podcasts a lot more. So if you thought get
1: married, if you feel like watching more TV, well, <laughs> it's just that it's just
0: now I have more free time to just like because oh, of
1: the wedding. Is it? So you took that as a not planning the wedding. What about being married? Do you feel different, Jack? no it's, it's
0: much more fun. Like life, it's life like we have a, we have a fun you know thing going on. So You're it's like,
1: like hey hey wifey yeah, and yeah, say, yeah. hey husband. Yeah, she Make makes healthy food
0: now. Like it's scary. Like we went to the we went to the to the uh supermarket and I was looking at all the stuff she was getting and it was all just like organic like disaster. gluten-free. Not cool. And I was just like this is my life. No. This is my <laughs> life. But I can't complain cuz I don't cook. So Look at that. I just eat whatever's put in front of me. I can't
1: tell if that was an endorsement for marriage or not. I enjoy it. I, <laughs>
0: I like. I like being able to consume more sports.
1: All right, Phillies win seven to nine. We'll be back somewhere in the middle of that. We'll talk this week. Uh, later this week. Yeah, I guess later this week. Yeah, well, we'll be back. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Uh, go Phillies. Stop sucking. <laughs> Please stop sucking. We have high hopes for our own sanity. Talk to you guys later.